Hey everyone, welcome to episode 645 of the Macworld Podcast on March 26, 2019. I'm your host, Leif Johnson, standing in for Roman Loyola. And here in the studio with me, we've got Jason Cross. Hello. And on the East Coast, we've got Michael Simon. Hello, everyone. So for today's show, appropriately enough, we're mainly going to be focusing on yesterday's It's Showtime event that Apple held at the Steve Jobs Theater in Cupertino. So Apple got its hardware refreshes out of the way last week, so everything on the stage was all about services. The headliner was the new TV service, which Apple is calling Apple TV Plus, and Apple also introduced an overhaul of the Apple TV app. Um, we had a Apple News Plus, uh, which lets you access around 300 magazines for $9.99 fee- monthly fee, and Apple also introduced Ar- Apple Arcade, which be a curated gaming service that we'll see later this fall. And uh, it also introduced its new credit card, as you might expect. It's called the Apple Card. So we'll also have a chat about your hot takes, which we've pulled from Twitter and Facebook. But first, let's t- um, it's time for a very brief look at Apple-related news that had nothing to do with yesterday's events. Uh, <laughs> So, last week at the Game Developers Conference, Apple announced a new remote stream game streaming service that it calls Stadia. You mean uh, Google. Uh, Google. 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 Did Google I say did Apple? You said I Apple. got Apple on the mind, <laughs> yes. It says Google right here. <laughs> so, it's an entirely new platform that developers will have to design games for, Games for, but once it works, it, you'll be able to play games straight through your, uh, your Chrome browser. Mm-hmm. At its best, Google claims you'll be able to stream games in 4K resolution at 60 frames per second. I personally had a chance to try it out back when they were calling it Project Stream, and I was surprised at how well it ran Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, guys, do you think this is an idea that's too far ahead of its time? Well, the, the, every, they didn't solve the problem of, like, well, you need decent bandwidth, you have bandwidth caps for your from your internet provider, all that kind of stuff. It's the same problems all the streaming services have. Uh-huh. They have a ton of servers around the world, so that's good. But there's, there's always going to be more latency there mm-hmm. than there is, you know, Going to that server and encoding video and send it back to you, and that—that's always going to be more latency than local. The question is, how well does that work? Like, like you said, Assassin's Creed Odyssey worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of a high latency game to begin with. Like, yes. even played locally, it's something like 10, 15 frames later, your stuff shows up on screen, <laughs> and it's—and the gameplay is kind of designed around that. Yes. Like, it's—it's. It's, it's okay. It's not the same as Doom. There's a version of Doom that's one of the mm-hmm. games that they announced for this service. That's going to be a whole different story. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious to see how it, how it works. They said it's coming later this year. They didn't. There's a lot of stuff they didn't announce. Like, how are you going to pay for this? Right. Is it a subscription thing? Do you buy games individually? Are you just going to watch a bunch of ads? Like, I, I don't know. And I know a lot of people are worried about whether or not it's going to come to iOS. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I got a statement from them, and it basically seems to be, yeah, but not at first. Obviously, they're going right. to want to roll that out to, like, the Pixel or something. Yeah. I, I just want to know if it's going to come out at all. I mean, this is this is Google we're talking about. Oh, wow. Their, yeah. their, their, their attention span is like a cat. <laughs> Although they do, uh, they've invested a lot in this. They've got executives like Phil Harrison in mm-hmm. charge, like, it's a big project. I think it's going to, at least it's going to launch. The question is, in two years, will it still be around or will it yeah. be one of those things that they doesn't catch on and they jettison? Or, Yeah, I, I don't know. It's worth I mean, noting we can, that We can have a whole show just talking about products that Google was real excited about, <laughs> were revolutionary, and then just never went anywhere. But it, it's starting off just going to be available in the Chrome browser mm-hmm. and not Chrome mm-hmm. on iOS, which is not really Chrome. It's, <laughs> it's Safari with like a Chrome wrapper. Right. Well, that, um, that's Apple's fault, to be fair. Right. I'm just saying... <laughs> So that's yeah. not your, oh no. that's not how you're going to get it on your iPad or whatever. Right. So Chrome browser, Chromecast, and Pixel is going to be where it launches, mm-hmm. and then I'm sure it'll come to other Android devices and stuff. 
Um, yeah, I, I asked them about the Android, the overall Android, and they just said that we we're planning on supporting a bunch of different mobile devices mm-hmm. um, around the launch, and we have nothing to really say specifically whether it's Pixel only or whether it's going to be Pixel Plus, you know, the S10 and some of the newer phones. Exactly. As I wrote in my own article, I'm kind of excited about, you know, the potential for Mac gaming because we've always been worried about, you know, we got to have this big um, eGPU, you know, got to spend a fortune on a MacBook in order to have something that runs Rise of the Tomb Raider and stuff. But, you know, if, if you have the, the bandwidth, if you have the connection, you know, uh, you could just run these games to your browser. You wouldn't even have to worry about it. So in a weird way, you know, you could solve the problem of Mac gaming. Yeah. You just have to worry about all these other aspects. It also is... Um it's a little different than the stuff we've seen before, like GeForce Now or the mm-hmm. old online service, and that those are ways for people to get PC to, to stream PC games. Mm-hmm. But those were PC games, like right. they were like Windows PC games, and getting games onto that service was mostly a business concern. Mm-hmm. There were a few technical things that had to happen, but it wasn't a big technical change. This is a new platform. Yes, game developers have to yeah. make games for this, and when they when they ported uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they started with the PlayStation version. Mm-hmm. And it was an involved port. It was This is a whole new platform for developers to target. So it's not going to be as simple as, well, all your PC games are going to show up on this thing, or, or dozens of them, or however many Google can pay for. Yeah. Developers are going to have to put some work into making games for this. So we're... We don't know how many games are really going to end up here mm-hmm. or it's going to launch with. Or There's so many unanswered questions. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious, but I'm worried about things like bandwidth and latency and all the stuff that everyone always worries about with this. I agree. And you can check out more coverage on that on Macworld. Uh, I just want to say before we get deeper into services, just want to point out that Apple dropped uh, iOS 12.2 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Big feature is the upgrade to Apple News Plus, which we'll get into later. But the update also extended uh, Apple News uh, to Canada. And for that matter, you have yeah. things like new Animoji, a giraffe, shark, warthog, and an owl. And you mm-hmm. get to add some new features. It's a pretty big, bat- pretty big patch. And yeah. this is just the start of it. Jason, uh, what are some of the other features that we can get? Well, that's... that's that's the overall gist of it. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to see, from a user's point of view, you're going to see Apple News Plus. You're going to see four new Animoji. And you're going to see a bunch of little tweaks to interface stuff, like the Apple TV remote has been like overhauled a little bit. When you open up the wallet app, you'll see a list of your transactions. Stuff like that. Nothing really, really big. Mm-hmm. There are a whole bunch of under-the-hood fixes. There's something like 50 security fixes so if you care about security stuff you definitely want this uh, and Safari will tell you when you're not on a secure site when you're not on an HTTPS mm-hmm. site now whereas it used to only do that uh, for I think I think it only did that when you were on HTTPS sites that had expired certificates or something like that I don't know they've changed the the display of that a little bit so it's clearer when you're not on a secure site do people still use Animoji? Is that a, is, is that still a thing that people do? I, yeah. I have seen some younger people use it, and uh, I don't ever use checking. it myself, but I, I do actually see people use it. Yeah. I think since they launched Memoji, that's been more of a thing. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that can't uh, blame them. You know what, what was it the, the Nickelback one or the video where they made them all sing? I think that was been the best use of that. So. <laughs> yeah, they're doing those T-Mobile ads and stuff. <laughs> so. I think instead of kicking out new Animoji, they need to do a lot more accessories for your Memoji. Yeah. Where's all my, like, more glasses and earrings and hats and all that other stuff? Just I'll totally agree with that. Yeah. 
And, uh, oh, yeah, they also did a little update for the Shortcuts app. Um, yeah, we just learned about that, which, uh, you know, simplifies some actions because some of them were super complicated. Mm-hmm. And it has better notes in our integration. Yeah, the big one is, is they didn't used to integrate with notes at all. Now mm-hmm. it does. So you can create notes and add to notes and find notes. And that's going to be a that's going to make no, both notes and shortcuts a lot more useful. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that surprises people about shortcuts. Where you know it seems like you would be able to access things that you cannot, and so it greatly you know keeps it from being better than what it could. And um, let's jump on to something else. This news comes from today. According to Bloomberg, um, an international trade commission judge named Mary Jo McNamara said that Apple's iPhones infringed a Qualcomm patent, and so they should be banned for sale in the U.S. The specific patent has to do with power management. Um, For anything to happen, though, it'll have to go through a panel of judges and then eventually go to the president. Naturally, Qualcomm... uh, release a statement saying this was a good thing unsurprisingly apple so far has not released a statement so what do you guys think ultimately it's it doesn't matter until we get to like the big finale of this thing this this has been chugging along for several months and we've seen small victories from qualcomm smaller victories from apple it's not going to matter until they get to the heart of it which um is basically qualcomm saying that apple stole their technology and gave it to Intel to make modems that they intend in turn used in their iPhones, which is a pretty explosive claim. Yeah, and that's, that's 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 the that's, that's what one I'm, you know, uh, one of the suits. There's multiple suits going on. Mm-hmm. This one I don't think is dealing with that. This is dealing with no. Just this this one isn't software pat, or, pat, uh, yeah. patent infringement, mm-hmm. which is like the judge didn't find they violated two, but did violate a third. And the the big thing is that the that this judge is recommending to the ITC panel an injunction on importing uh, any of the infringing phones, which would be all the ones with Intel modems. Mm-hmm. That's huge because that's their new phones. Yes. It's not like, oh, you can't import iPhone 6s anymore or something <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, you can't import the iPhone 10s or 10R because the, all of this year's phones use Intel modems. So if those are the ones, that pretty much just completely screws Apple. Um, yeah. We never see these big, big company, big import infer- like uh, things like that never happens. It always seems to like they recommend this sort of thing. Then somebody pays a fine and they change right. something and y- you never see like, oh, I mean, we, we can't this, bring this product. They were, it, it was ruled, I don't know, three, four months ago that they couldn't import, I think, to Germany and they made a tweak and that was that. Yeah, that was, was a little sure software this, do the tweak. same thing with this. Yeah, I wonder if there's a software My, my question is if it's that simple, like why not just do it from the start and avoid all these legal costs? <laughs> well, they probably, Apple's, Apple would argue that they don't think they're infringing in the first place. You know, and that's how you end up in this. Yeah, and case. by doing something like that, you kind of, I guess they, in their, yeah. from their opinion, they would be proving their guilt. One, so one wonders if it's a, a software update could fix this or not. Yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah, wondering. I don't, that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about the fine details Agreed. of exactly what they said they infringed on and how it figures in and how it's Apple's fault, not Intel's fault, and all this other stuff. <laughs> So that's it for the news right now, at least the big stuff. And so now on to our main discussion, which is all about services. Apple's uh, its Showtime event didn't focus on hardware, but on services for everything from TV and news to credit cards. So let's start out with a new service, which Apple calls Apple News Plus. Essentially, by paying $9.99 a month or $12.99 in Canadian dollars, you can access the content of around 300 magazines and some paywalled site like the Wall Street Journal. Even Macworld is on there, and we're one of the magazines that actually look good. A lot of them just 
just make you download the PDF. Yeah. Uh, that sounds great, but it's had a rough start. Uh, what are some of the bad things going on with this thing? Uh, I will tell you. It, it uh, was it was crashing on the iPad. I read. Yeah, I, it was crashing I, for I, me. I haven't tried it on the iPad, but yeah, it's crashing. People are having issues with. Uh, it's supposed to include family sharing. People have issues getting that to work. Uh, I can't get it to work, but it might have to do with purchase sharing. They don't make it clear. It's not clear like, oh, this is what you got to do to share this with your family. And it's apparently not it's a- hard to search for stuff? Uh, I found it hard to search for stuff on the iPhone. Uh-huh. On, on the Mac, it's pretty simple. There's a search box okay. in the left bar. Uh-huh. Uh, on the iPhone, if you want to find a magazine, like it's hard to just search by name for the magazine. There's yeah. no obvious search box or anything. So. Sorry, uh, I interrupted you. That uh, family sharing bit is more important. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's uh, I don't actually even know what the solution is. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if I'm doing something wrong or if there's something family sharing is busted or if you need purchase sharing enabled, which I don't want to do because then all purchases for everyone on my family sharing have to go through me. Uh-huh. Like they don't. It's not like, oh, I can share something if I want. It's like everything, everyone in my family sharing, like anything my niece buys, anything my dad buys, comes out of my account. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Uh, pass. <laughs> I don't need to do that just to share uh, Apple News. So, uh, Apple News Plus. Another thing I was worried about is linking to it. Um, you know, because you know I have a New Yorker subscription, I have a Wired subscription and stuff. But typically, the way that I access those articles um, is by clicking links on their Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if my Apple News Plus subscription would allow me to access that. Currently, I have them both going. I just was able to sign up for Apple News, you know, late last night. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I do like the fact that I can, you know, just open up, you know, the Atlantic and be able to read everything and stuff. But this is this is what's really getting me. This would be the main reason I want to, you know, I would have to ditch my subscription because, you know, I, I want to be able to look at them through Twitter and stuff. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen some other things like the Wall Street Journal. You know, it's only like, what is it, articles that are about three three days old that you can access yep. through right. Apple yeah, News Plus? Right, yeah, so the, the main news stuff is there, but it's I think it's business and finance stuff is only a couple of days uh, prior. Uh, yeah, uh, and you can... It's not like reading the magazines where you just go and, and read through a whole issue of the Wall Street Journal. It's uh, individual articles that are sort of suggested right. to you. And uh-huh. the LA Times, too. The the newspapers are like that. So they're a little differently handled than the magazines. But the Wall Street Journal charges $40 a month. So I didn't expect that yeah. they would all of a sudden just open everything up to Apple News. You know, this is what I was saying to Jason, that, you know, because usually that subscription is so ridiculous. And, you know, I, I did see some tweets yesterday that were like, oh, my God, you only get to go three days. and more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, that's reasonable. That's yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, and you know, and it is such a heavily news-focused publication. How that often do you want to read like a, a month-old Wall Street Journal exactly. article? Like, it's that's so, not really a thing. So when you think about it, it's a pretty good deal. I yeah. think the value of the newspaper editions is less because anything that's really news in there gets re-reported in other news publications too. Mm-hmm. You know, they may yeah, break sure. the story, but then everybody else, is, it's not like you're not going to be able to find it. Right. Whereas magazine articles are typically very individual mm-hmm. uh, in that way. And there's a lot more sort of long read stuff. There's stuff that you want to sit down and read longer than the news stuff that you can easily find on the web. The information isn't included with Apple News Plus. No, is it? No. no, it's not because <laughs> yeah, they yeah. have their another. Uh, and there's, ridiculous. And, there's a um, bunch of weird Skim things. was there. Yeah, there's the a couple skin. of couple of premium websites, but not that one. Yes, and a lot of the uh, magazines are 
just straight PDFs, which is just yeah, not right. a good reading experience at all. And apparently it's easy on, just on, to on easily, phone. easy to disseminate them. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, there's no DRM. <laughs> there's so no DRM, that's bad. Yeah. yeah that's uh, the other thing. Jesus. And, and there's some other like weird things like you can't go log into like you, if you subscribe to this, it's not like you can go log into the wall street journal site right. with your Apple news plus subscription. Yeah. So they don't pass out that way. Uh, I saw Walt Mossberg doing some tests on Twitter where he was, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, using the share button from within Apple News Plus to share articles Mm -hmm. and seeing, hey, does this work for you? And people will be like uh, opening it on Android and going, Mm -hmm. you know, actually it did. It it didn't. It opened for me, but it opened for me on their site. And Mm -hmm. I'm not a News Plus subscriber. So I saw some people saying Windows, too. Yeah. So other platforms that don't have Apple News Plus, it's opening those things on the site and it's um, and it's working when they don't have subscriptions. So it's that's a little worrisome that, like, you can share stuff from and these were from magazines. These weren't from just regular web news articles. So it's a little weird. Well, presumably you would be able to open it as long as the site you were going to allowed you to open it, right? Like if it gave you a certain number of free articles a month, you'd be able to I'm not clear that that's the limitation or that a limitation Mm. is popping up for people in that way. So there's a lot of – it's off to a really weird start, and I think there's a lot of details they're going to hammer out here. I, I kind of wonder biggest, what they did since they bought Texture. Like it doesn't. Texture like still available. Yeah, they, they, still they, that's a separate. That's a whole yeah, separate thing. True. My, my my biggest problem with uh, Apple News Plus and really all of the stuff that came out mm-hmm. yesterday is, it seems as though Apple is making things to make money rather than making things that add value or add some kind of a of a um, augmentation to their devices. Yeah, are they solving problems? Right. Or are they solving their problem? (laughs) Which is that they need services around it. Yep, that's the way it seems. And, and, you know, a lot of people are saying that Apple News Plus felt kind of rushed. You know, they had a year to work on this, and it's it's very rough for what you would think it would be. It feels rough, yeah. yeah. It does, yeah. And it's also, even if it wasn't, it doesn't give me anything that I couldn't get before. But then you could say that about Apple Music. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I do. I have the same, <laughs> the same problems with that. Does Apple Music I mean, need to exist? And they'll and they'll do right. something like Beats One Radio, but that's not. A, I don't. That's not a reason I need it to exist. I've literally never listened to Beats One, and I, I yeah. subscribe to Apple Music. I subscribe mainly because I have an iTunes library, an iCloud library that I don't want to lose when I go to Spotify. Right. So I I subscribe, but I don't. I never listen to Beats, and I I usually curse the app because it's so hard to find stuff. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and I, I like the recommendation. I mean, Spotify. I like Spotify's recommendations better than yeah. Apple's and stuff. So. Yeah, I use the free app, the free tier of Spotify, and yeah, it's generally better. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Let's move on. Uh, Apple also introduced a gaming service called Apple Arcade, and I'm a little bummed by that name because I was using it for my <laughs> gaming column here at Macworld. I'm yeah. waiting for the cease and desist on that any day now. Anyway, the service will launch sometime in the fall, and we'll have an unspecified fee. The idea is that you'll get over to access you'll get access to over 100 new and exclusive games, at least at the start. Uh, some of which come from recognizable names like Disney, Konami, uh, Devolver Digital, and Annapurna Interactive. There's even some star power involved, as you got the guy who created the Final Fantasy series involved. Uh, so Apple seems to be really focusing on like the artistic games here. None of this will, you know, none of these will have in-app purchases, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I love that. I, I think a lot of, you know, they, they highlighted Monument Valley as an example of what they were aiming for. But 
I like the details of this. Yeah, so for, I do for, too. We don't know what the price is, but right. the details they did announce sound good. Like all of these apps, they say, uh-huh. are going to be playable on iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple TV. So the idea that these all are going to come to Mac are mm. pretty cool. Yes. Uh, that also means they're going to have to have like some sort of non-touch controls, but right. that's good. I'm glad that, that they're doing that. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, they'll all have sort of cloud sync so that you know, the games you can quit playing on one device, play on another. You know, uh, it's not a streaming service, so you can download these games. They promised you'll always get all the updates and everything. So once you subscribe, you're never going to have to buy an in-app purchase mm-hmm. or DLC or anything like that. Like that, that's all good news. You yes. Know? So uh, who knows what they're going to have to charge for this? It'll be ten dollars a month because it's Apple. Well, it'll see, be nine ninety nine. I like you know Monument Valley and everything, but usually when people talk about you know iPhone games, it's you know it's Toon Blast where you know mm-hmm. let me fork out two ninety nine to get another you know hundred gems exactly. And uh, you know the, the the one case that I always think about is when Nintendo tried to make Super Mario Run. They give you a whole first level for. free. Free, and I said you charge nine ninety nine to unlock the rest of the game or whatever it was, but everybody was like, "No, that's too much and stuff." But right. you know, people—it's like they want to play pay those microtransactions, and I, you know, I feel really bad that games can't be made unless they're freemium, right? And and made for you to like keep paying forever. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited about the idea that they're going to kick out a hundred games that aren't like that. For one price and and growing, you know they'll yes. add games all the time. And that's a big hit right out of the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things I said in the recent piece is, you know, I'm hoping that this will finally give some legitimacy to mobile gaming because even though there are some really artistic stuff and we cover them every month, you know, on our MacWorld columns, you know, it's just you know a lot of people go nuts when they hear that something is going coming being a mobile game like Blizzard recently. They announced a Diablo game that was you know it's Blizzard's not working on it directly. Another studio is, but gosh, at BlizzCon. You would have thought it was the apocalypse or something because they announced a Diablo game on mobile. And so that gives you an idea of just how poorly people look at uh, mobile games. But I think having these really high production with good names behind them, you know, it could possibly elevate the whole thing. And as I pointed out recently, you know, Apple's relaxing some stuff. They allowed the PS4 remote play on there, even though they didn't do uh, Valve's Steam Link app. You know, they're allowing more functionality for controllers, MFI controllers. And you know, it seems like Apple's trying not to like actively chase away gamers now, like they used to. Yeah, so. yeah uh, and they also said these are all going to be exclusive, kinda. Mm-hmm. They said uh, all these games will they'll not appear on any other mobile platform, mm-hmm. and they won't appear on any other subscription platform. Yes. Which means they some of these will have like Steam versions that you actually just pay money for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, or humble bundle or something. And like there's that. already one of them that they showed off, I believe, Overland. That's uh, right. Yeah, it's going to be on the Switch. So right. Yeah. So the the, the mobile exclusivity is an important point. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you know, and, and Apple already enjoys a little bit of that because a lot of developers like to release their apps on iOS, and uh, because you know we actually pay them money as opposed to Android. It also <laughs> means certain games will never be a part of it. Like you're never going to see uh, the 
the the Harry Potter game from the Pokemon <laughs> Go folks, yes. it's not going to be in here because they're never going to not put that on Android. Right. They're never going to not make that a freemium game where people can just pay mm-hmm. insane amounts of money for it. So there's kind of a ceiling too. Mm-hmm. That exclusivity thing kind of puts a ceiling on it where there's really successful games mm-hmm. that want to be really big and have to be on Android and have to can do that freemium thing just won't be there. I think it's important to note too when you bring up the the Harry Potter Pokemon Go game is that you know you will still be able to get these apps on a regular app store. Of course, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to be like, you know, it will be a separate tab. As they show, you have games, and then you have Apple Arcade in the mm-hmm. tab. So, uh, but yes, um, so I'm looking forward to that. You don't wanna, you gonna say I'm, something? I'm not, a, I'm not really a big gamer, but here's a question I have. Let's say this costs $10 a month. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you think most people spend 10 bucks? On not purchases, but on actual games each month, buying a new game. So then, what are they selling here? Well, (laughs) the idea is that you wouldn't spend ten dollars on a game or two games, but will you spend then ten dollars on a hundred games, a hundred three games or something like that? And I think that's good games. Hopefully, I think that's the idea. But do people play that many games a month? They don't. But it's the perceived value. It's the same thing. Like where nobody, nobody would spend. Ten dollars on well, mm-hmm. people definitely spend ten dollars buying gems and junk yes. on premium games. But I'm saying people, yeah, but that's not part of it. Like, the, right? I'm saying people don't have in-app purchases. Yeah, yet. they don't no, think of it sure, as spending ten dollars a month. But it's easy to start a to to do a, a trial, a free month trial, and forget about it. And you're playing these games, and you're into these games, and you don't want to lose your progress or lose your access to that game. You just kind of forget about it. Next thing you know. You got a ten dollar a month thing. Of the things that of the things they announced, I think it could it could have the broadest reach. Yes. In that sense. It's yeah. also going to be in a lot of countries. They're gonna they're gonna hit yeah. like over hundred countries with yeah. this. Yeah, I, I was Which not excited about it when I heard the rumors, but now that I see it's actually how they actually want to implement it, I have hope for it. I, I think it is of the things they announced yesterday, even some more so than the TV service and everything, it is the most idealistic Apple-like thing I saw on that stage. If yesterday. every single one of those games is also playable on the Mac mm-hmm. with with Cloud Sync for my progress, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm down. Like, there's a lot. I'd play a lot more premium mobile games if I knew that when I was home, mm-hmm. I could be in front of my Mac and play them on a big screen, and then when I was away, I could continue from my phone. Maybe this means they'll actually put touch screens on the Mac. No. Oh. Yeah, not going to happen. So Apple also introduced the Apple Card yesterday. Since it's a credit card that's made from titanium, you could probably count it as the only piece of hardware Apple announced yesterday. Sorry, bad joke. Anyway, uh, Mike here wrote a glowing piece on it, and in it he said that it actually may be the most revolutionary announcement that Apple made yesterday. So tell, you, tell us why you think this card is so awesome, Mike. Well, it's a bit of a <laughs> Backhanded a compliment, mm-hmm. but all right. Um, no, I do think it's an it's an interesting move mm-hmm. for Apple because they could like they they have a, a credit card now. Most people don't realize it. It's 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 an Apple Store card through uh, Barclays, Barclays Bank, mm-hmm. and you it's get not really there. special financing if you buy. You know, if you spend like a thousand dollars, you can get zero percent financing for a year. Mm-hmm. You get points for that you can redeem for iTunes or Apple Store. I forget which. I think it's iTunes cards, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a normal everyday. Credit card. I think right. that's more of a Barclays card than an Apple card. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah. it's 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 on their website, and it's it's you know it's 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 like the Apple Store. It's the Barclays card with Apple Rewards or something. Right. It's called. Yeah. Yeah. This is an Apple card. Yes. Like mm-hmm. they're running the show. Yep. Goldman Sachs is you know they're 
they're they're the issuing bank because mm-hmm. Apple's not a bank, right? But um, you know, Apple sat down with them and said, "Listen, this is what we want to do for our card," and they have you know their 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 tenants that they talked about uh, easy signups. So you it's it's you you have to have an iPhone to get one, yep. which is interesting right off the bat. I can't think of any card that you know is tied to a device like that. I mean. With the even like if you look at like Apple Pay is fine, but you can use any card within Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. This is if you don't have an iPhone, you cannot get. It is this an card. Apple Pay first card. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you sign up in Apple Pay. It takes a couple of minutes, and what's cool about that is it, you can use it like immediately. Usually, you have to wait three to five days for the card to come in the mail. You got to wait to see if you're approved, what yep. your credit limit is, activation. This will be yeah, all that stuff. And this one, you 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 apply. It probably goes through a nice spinning animation, and boom, you have your card, and you can yeah. start spending money notification. immediately. Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah. I know some people were disappointed it wasn't contactless because there were, there was someone that confirmed yeah, the, that it wasn't. The, but people pointed out that itself. if you know you probably yeah. already had oh, the your physical phone. card. You mean. Yes, the physical yeah. card. Yes, but you know you you could just pay through Apple Pay that way. So right. that's you know that's not really an and issue. that's what they want you to do because they're giving you. Two percent right. cash back. There's a uh, there's a bonus as yeah. a bonus, and that's only when you use Apple Pay. Yes. Or three percent when you buy anything from Apple, and that includes all apps, in-app purchases. It does. Yeah. A- Apple Music subscription, uh, iTunes stuff, yeah, iTunes stuff. Everything, everything you guys anything buy you buy in an 3%. Apple store. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. kind of cool, I guess. And that's the other the other thing is those rewards. So you get one percent for using a card. Two percent on everything else, and three percent, as we said, at the Apple Store and iTunes and all that other stuff. And they're they're given back to you in in what they're calling uh, daily, daily cash. Yeah. And it's you know it's deposited in your Apple Cash card. And I'm this is this is where I have a question because so if you get like let's say you buy a, a three hundred dollar or something, mm-hmm. so you'll get three bucks back. Six bucks. And, and <laughs> uh, six bucks if it's yeah if it's uh, right, right, if you do if you use Apple Pay you get six bucks. Yeah. So you get that in your Apple Cash and you spend it. What if you return that thing? Yeah. How does what, that work? Do they do they debit your Apple Cash? Do you do you have a minus that you have to make up for, they, or do they take away from your balance? They must. Got to be a way to handle they must, that. They must put a six dollar. They probably never take away the cash, mm. even if you haven't spent it, and they and they charge you the 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 on your card. six bucks back on your card. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they might do that. Yeah, so they, I, I guess that that would be an easier way to do it. But I, I just think it's it's you know if you wait thirty days for a reward, chances are whatever you bought you're keeping. Mm. That's not a, daily. There's going to be a lot of returns. Yeah, uh, th- I'm sure other cashback cards have to deal with this because it's not always thirty days. You might buy something. Like four days before your your payments due or yeah. something, and then yep, you return yep. it. And I don't know. There's got to be, but it is kind of neat that they do it every day, mm-hmm. and it also means that uh, you're not going to see this in places. I mean, this card isn't worldwide, and yes. but you're not going to see this right. in places where they don't have Apple Pay Cash. Right. That makes sense. I, I didn't know that one thing they, they said, you know, they were saying low rates, but mm-hmm. one thing that was circulating this morning in the footnotes, it claimed that the variable APRs range from 13.24% all the way up to 24.24%. Yeah. That's really low. I, uh, I think no. people were... I mean, in comparing it, uh, 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 Elena, you wrote an article on Macworld mm-hmm. looking at it and 
you know, it, it's it's high, but all interest rates are high. And comparing comparing it to the the popular cards, the popular nationwide cards from City and Capital One, it is a couple of percentage points lower on both ends right. than yeah, it's than lower the, than the most cashback cards. cards. Yeah. Um, it's not like drop, you know, these like it's like six percent. Yeah, but it's it is you know the, the generally it's like fifteen to twenty eight or something like that. So it, yeah. it is a little bit lower than all the cashback cards have bad interest rates. Mm-hmm. All yeah. credit, credit sure cards have bad interest rates. People were yeah. out there expecting Apple to come out with a five percent interest rate card and something like no, they're not. not. Apple. Like, they're, 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 they're still not. dealing with the with with the bank. Yeah, this is you know, and the exactly. Like, well, we're not going to back that. You're, no you're going to totally get hosed, just like you get yeah. hosed with every credit card, and and just like every other cashback card, you should not be using it if you're not going to pay off your balance every month. Right. You are because yeah. you're getting two percent cash back and then paying fifteen percent interest. <laughs> don't yeah. don't do that. But if you're paying off your interest every month, I mean your balance every yes. month, then you're good. Yeah, and uh, so it, there's also the, there's no late fees. There's no in, there's no, um, no uh, foreign transaction fees. There's no annual fees. So that's, that's you know great. that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. And um, you know oh oh they also have um, built in like spending trackers and budget trackers and you know they make it real easy and pretty. Whereas you know, with other cards and apps, you've got to hunt to find that stuff. You know, here it's presented yeah. right when you open your uh, your card. You see it right in front of you. You can, you know, use little sliders to see if I pay this much, how much do I owe later down. So, you know, they're, they're making it real easy to kind of keep track of your uh, your financial health. And I just think I think it's a it's a cool idea. I think, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's one of those rare things that that technology companies do. We, we don't really see mm-hmm. Google cards or Samsung cards no. very often. So, you know, it was something something of a surprise. It's it's interesting, and you know, I think um, I think it's a it's a it's an it's a cool little kind of boon to iPhone users. I think it'll do well, uh, at least in this country, because people are going to want that card, that physical yes. card, even yeah, though yeah. you shouldn't use <laughs> the physical <laughs> card. <laughs> the physical card's like it's metal, it's thick. Everybody's likes that. It's really cool yeah. looking because it has no number on it, no like yeah. name. Expiration date, Your name's no like CVV laser number. engraved, yeah. but it doesn't yeah, have yeah, the expiration yeah. date or the CVV. That's all security stuff. So even the mag- magnetic strip on the back was cool. It's like you yeah, know, it's like it's it, it, it is a very cool looking card. Yeah, and people are gonna want. That. I can I can see people uh, getting it, canceling it, and then selling it on eBay. Oh <laughs> god, yeah. Put a name on it. Yeah. Putting like some right, it's like Steve Jobs or something <laughs> on there. I wonder if you can do that because I wonder if the sign up is just based on your Apple account. Oh god, I don't know. They probably do something really easy yeah, like that. Yeah, from, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Apple and so, card. And, and since the card has no numbers and stuff, if you lose it, you know it's not going. You know, you don't have to like f- totally panic about somebody right. cloning True. it. And you know, it's it's there, there, there's security and privacy stuff built in. It's it's yep. a very Apple product. Yeah, if you uh, if you like lose it uh, right in right there in the app, you'll be able to like freeze it until you find it. Like so, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, if you need that card yep. number to buy yeah. stuff online from places that doesn't take Apple Pay, that's in your wallet. So yeah, there is like, wallet. that's in your Apple wallet thing. So there is a number. There is a CVV yeah. number and stuff. It's just not on the card. So yeah, it's a very Apple product. It's very cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good idea, like for users, right. but <laughs> but it's cool. 
I mean, I, I can't see a downside to it. I mean, it's a it's a credit card. Even if you mm-hmm. are terrible at managing your finances, the interest rate's a little bit lower than you would normally see, and you you don't have to pay annual fees or late fees. So, you know, I think I, I mean, from what I can see, we there's, there's some things we don't know about it still, like balance transfers and things like that. Yeah. But it, you know, it seems it seems legit. The yeah. only downside is that if you're not using Apple Pay, it's not good cashback. One percent right. cashback is not a competitive card for cashback cards. Yeah, U.S. Bank yeah. offers one that has 3%. Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. And so use Apple Pay is the thing. Yes. And that's the point of it. So it comes out this summer, they said. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and we'll summer, get all the summer. fine print when it, when it yeah. lands this summer. All the fine print from Goldman Sachs that's really mm. going <laughs> to give us the, the details. The, the four, four pages of small type. Exactly. So yeah, aside from Apple News Plus, that's the next thing you can expect is the car Mm -hmm. and then the game service and the TV service will uh, come later on. Speaking of the TV service, on to the big event. Uh, Apple finally publicly revealed its Apple TV Plus service to the world yesterday. (laughs) At some point when the service was released in the fall, Apple will give us shows that's produced featuring directors and stars like Steven Spielberg, Jennifer Aniston, and yes, even Rupert Grint. The thing is... (laughs) (laughs) Even though there was a lot of awkward st- stuff on stage featuring everyone from Big Bird to Oprah, we actually Big didn't Bird learn was that- awesome. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> we actually didn't learn that much more about the service than we already knew. We didn't learn how much it cost. Nope. We didn't learn if every show will be available in 4K. We didn't learn if we could buy a bundle with Apple Music. We didn't even see trailers. Mike, just what did we learn? I mean, we learned nothing. We learned that <laughs> Apple loves Apple loves Hollywood. We saw a, a clip trailer that's like a bunch of quick cuts yeah. of a few of the shows that they, they had. They could have filmed yesterday for all we know. Yeah, I mean, they look they look slick, but it's like these one second cuts, right? Yeah, it was, and, it was very. It, it was really hard of to like get five any shows. Kind of sense yeah. of what anything's about. Exactly. Or, we heard a lot like of anything. Even even the descriptions were these kind of vague, kind of you know, all these 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 high rhetoric things. Like what are you like? What are you saying? Like Apple invented storytelling. There was this yeah. long, nauseating. Uh, I mean, Steven Spielberg talked about amazing stories for five minutes. I know that show, and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> I know. Um, it was it was it was very very self congratulatory on Apple's end and on all of these I, actors and actresses and directors' end. Uh, I think. For two reasons, it wasn't really aimed at us. Right. Right. Oh, definitely not. I think number one is it it was aimed at the industry and Mm -hmm. and for two reasons. Number one is because now they can actually start talking about these shows now that they've announced them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're tired of like the Hollywood press announcing all their shows (laughs) because they're following agents say, oh, I mean, if Apple knows anything about anything, that's. That's what they do. That's variety in Hollywood Reporter. That's right. I mean, that's gonna happen. Yeah, and that just happens in Hollywood. They're yeah. not used to that kind of thing. So now, now that the cat's out of the bag, they don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. And the other is they wanted to go out there and say, "We're the place where you can get your show made. Your big high concept show yes. that brings the whole world together in but peace everyone and harmony." Can, Amazon does that. Netflix does that. But Hulu does that. No, yes. no. Think uh, different, man. Think different. I, I know everybody else does that, but th- but this was their pitch, right, to everybody else to just to just, to say, "This is why you want to come with us yes. because we're going to be the place." That's that's so ultra premium, 
and that we bring everything together. We bring the whole world Except together. are they, you know, are they, we've been reading reports that they are getting, micromanaging these shows sure. and getting involved at a, at, a, at a granular level yeah. and saying there's too much cursing, there's too much sex, there's too much violence, so whatever much it is. Troublemakers. Right, I no. think this is, yeah, that's why I think they did it. It's yeah. part of that damage control. It's for, it's for them to say, okay, everybody calm down. You yes. know, this is, look at, look at what we're, look at what we're doing from the standpoint of production mm-hmm. uh, and these stars and these big name talent and you should be a part of this. I think that's, I don't think it was for us, the the users who want to see trailers and we want to see what the shows look like and we want to know what we're going to pay and I think all that information is going to come later, the pitch to the users. Do you think if we saw that stuff yesterday, you know, we it would the interest would kind of deflate by the time that fall came around so that was yeah. a good reason to kind of keep it at arm's length? Yeah, I think it's too early. It, it, it's well, too early I, to show that. that. But what Hollywood does and what Netflix and all these people do, they release a trailer and then they release another trailer and then they release a third trailer and then they release the show. That's how this works. It's a very simple <laughs> formula hype. But not six and months Apple out. Apple generally six knows how to do it. Time. Yeah. I mean, if I think yesterday Avengers, made, it made me yeah, less sure. interested for the for the service yesterday. <laughs> right? I would, you know, you've I, w- I was interested I was before I saw all that all that hoopla. I was like, well, what, what am I what, what am I doing? Like, it was very pretentious, and it just yeah. kind of turned me off. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's also um, kind of going along with that was an update to the Apple TV app. Yes. And annoyingly, they mentioned all these features of the app that... I don't know what that was. As far as I know, we get that already. (laughs) Yeah, they mentioned mentioned all this stuff that already exists. Like Like the up uh, next section and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. the up next section and all the... the, How DirecTV works with it and Hulu works with it and stuff like that. Like, that stuff already exists in the Uh app. Yeah. Uh, every the kids section they made a big deal about this kids section it's the kids section that's there it's now it's already there right yeah. um, so they were just kind and of and it's re- also it's, it's very kiddie the kids section it's not it's it's for like toddlers yeah it's for young kids yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine the, the, the woman on stage said she had a five year old kid my five year old would never watch that stuff <laughs> my kid's seven now but when he was five he wasn't watching uh, Daniel Tiger let me tell you <laughs> I, I think it's and I think it's fine that they have all that and maybe remind us about it but they spoke mm-hmm. about it like it was new and that was annoying yeah, yeah. I, I, I it was it was very quick and very confusing and they didn't really explain what these channels are right. how it integrates are they cheap are there are, you know, are the prices cheaper yeah, are they the setting their own prices are they, are they hosting the good, streams right? are they sending you to the HBO app like what what is the whole right. situation so there's here? there were two kind of new things in this mm-hmm. new app one is what they called Apple TV channels which works like the Amazon channels you subscribe from within the app you can see everything that's on demand like if you subscribe to the Showtime or HBO now or whatever you can do that in the app and mm-hmm. you will start streaming directly within the app. You don't have to then go also install the HBO app. It doesn't kick you out to it like the way Apple TV works now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's good. that's a nice benefit. Like right. the Apple's going to be streaming you this stuff. They're very good at that with all the iTunes stuff now. The quality's great. Mm-hmm. So and they're going to have things like the skip intro button and all that. So and and they'll integrate all that in there. But they'll also do things like Hulu, which you can't buy as channels. Right. But if you buy it separately, it integrates with the app. So that's very confusing. <laughs> uh, and the yeah, other yeah. new thing was that uh, Apple, the TV app is going to be in a lot more places. Yeah. And that's probably yeah, well, the that, biggest. That's deal. the bigger news. Yeah. Yeah. So all the smart TV companies that announced HomeKit and support and AirPlay support 
at CES this year, mm -hmm. they're actually also going to get the TV app. So starting with Samsung, but also LG and Sony and Vizio. It's coming to Roku, which is huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's the other platform? Oh, uh, Fire TV. Yes, Fire Amazon TV. Yes, Fire that's TV. Big. Yeah. So the fact that it's coming to all these other platforms, that's the bigger thing. It's mm -hmm. that's going to have yeah. that reach. Yeah, I mean, it's everything that I that I saw yesterday seemed to be basically the beginning of an extension of the Apple brand mm -hmm. yep. from yes. pretty hardware to basically an everything provider. And I don't think it's going to be long before we can get Apple News on Android and before we can get, uh, you know, even uh, Apple TV on Android. Like, I think they're going to be much more open about mm -hmm. put, putting these services on non-Apple devices. And that, that's going to be so crucial. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. Gonna and be you know, it, on one hand, it it kind of takes away from the value of owning an iPhone, but on the other hand, it's it's a it's it's reality. I mean, people are buying less iPhones and they're keeping them for longer, and Apple has to figure out a way to get those people to still give them money. It also <laughs> means. It also enhances that sort of sense of ecosystem where it's going to work better in, on the iPhone in some way. Mm -hmm. There's going to mm -hmm. be some sort of integration or something that works better, mm -hmm. and then you're and then you end up getting that Apple card, credit card, <laughs> which only is going to work for, with your iPhone and stuff. And then the next thing you know, what it maybe you don't buy his phones as often, but next phone you buy, what are you not going to buy an iPhone yeah. and like not use your credit card? Like there's the lock in of losing your ecosystem, your Apple ecosystem is going to get that much stronger when you use all these other services too. Even if they are in some way piecemeal available on other platforms. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I guess the larger question is do they want to eventually turn into a Google right. where their service is first, hardware second, or are they going to stay Apple where their hardware first and services are, is, is, is still a really big part of the company, but they their hardware... yeah brand is, is bigger. Well, Tim Cook, I don't, I don't Tim Cook opened up. it up with talking about Apple's secret sauce being that, that magic integration mm -hmm. of owning hardware and software and services all together. You know, we'll see. He also had a definition of services that made no freaking sense for the rest of the show, but all right. Yeah. I was going to say, wrapping up, how successful do you think they were at presenting that vision of Apple as a services company? It was weird, wasn't I mean, it? Yeah. yeah, it was weird. I mean, I think that they were successful in the sense that there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But by the time it, you know, there's going to be, there's going to have to be another, I don't know if it's a standalone event, but they're going to have to revisit all this stuff before it lands on our Apple TV because it's going to be which is at, at least two to two months. Mm -hmm. And some of it is six months away. That is an eternity when it comes to. Uh, anything like this that's new. Yeah. yeah. Well, the TV app, they explained fairly well, and that's coming in May, which is mm -hmm. a software update. And the card, yeah. they explained pretty well. The six-month-out stuff, I think we'll see more when we see... I think those are going to come with iOS 13. Mm -hmm. Yes, and with six months Mac OS, lines up nicely with the iPhone. It really does, and I think we'll yeah. see more then, and I think maybe some of this will make more sense then. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But there's still so many unanswered questions about pricing and stuff like that. It was a little weird for them to go out. It's weird just to have an Apple event where there's just like no hardware, no hardware. at all. There's all these celebrities mm -hmm. and 
they don't tell you how much anything costs. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a little strange. Yeah, it, it was strange. Even like the way they announced, like like they would show this clip and then go to black and then Jennifer Aniston would appear and then go to black and you know like it was yeah. like, what, like they, what am I watching? They really blacked out the whole theater so you yeah. couldn't see yeah, that no, celebrity leave and a new celebrity come out <laughs> and then they turn on the lights and it's like Jason Momoa's here. Yeah, yeah, he's all full so of energy. You're like and wow. <laughs> So I think we should wrap and that up for you. Want to something, say something else? No, nah, I was I was going to speak to Jason Momoa's pitch. It was it was very like like am I supposed to be like a studio executive? Are you pitching me to make this show or did you make it? Already? I know. Right. It was like imagine you are blind. Like <laughs> what 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 is this? <laughs> it's like show roll clip. Come on. Oh God! <laughs> and yeah, that would have been well. You are blind. No, sorry, <laughs> that was so bad. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll be. We, you can definitely uh, believe that we will talk about services in the future. Uh, we're going to move on to the two-minute tip right now. Uh, so every week we share a two-minute tip that helps you use your Mac or iOS device more efficiently. And this week, I'm going to tell you one that makes it a lot easier to get to your shortcuts on the shortcut app. Uh, this is especially timely because Apple just released that update with iOS 12.2. And uh, so for today's tip, I'll tell you how to add a specific shortcut to your home screen so it looks like any other app. This saves a lot of steps so you don't have to go through the shortcuts app every time. So first, you open the shortcuts app. Then you'll click the three dots over in the right of the shortcut that you'd like to have on your home screen. In the new screen that appears, press the settings toggle in the upper right-hand corner. It'll look like two sets of toggles. So you'll then see a new menu where you can do multiple things. You can rename the shortcut. You can record a phrase that lets you trigger it through Siri, which is cool. Uh, you can even change the icon. For our purposes, though, you'll want to scroll down and tap Add to Home Screen. So surprisingly, you're not done. You'll then go through a Safari window displaying a tutorial for the next step. So press the More Options icon at the bottom. That's that box with an arrow pointing upward. And then scroll to the right until you see Add to Home Screen. Press it. So yet another window will pop up, <laughs> which will give you a chance to change the name of the shortcut. If you don't need to do that, press Add in the upper right-hand corner. And finally, the shortcut will appear on the home screen. And that's today's two-minute tip, or at least I hope it was two minutes. I so, think that was less, think it was less than two minutes. Awesome. That's a lot okay. of steps, though. It was, a, yeah, it, was, it was a lot of words on the page, so that, that was good to know. But Speaking of shortcuts, does anyone think it was weird that we had a two-hour services event and Siri was barely mentioned? It's no. Apple is embarrassed by Siri. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's... I think it was mentioned because it's not a service you subscribe to or anything. Yeah. It's it's a kind of more of a feature of the OS, and it's what they talk about at WWDC, and I'm not surprised at all. I'm hoping we hear okay. a lot more about WWDC. Yeah. Yes. So I, I'll say that. I, I wish, you know, that they could have, you know, pointed out how you could use Siri, like, to bring up your credit card they, information. They mentioned it every now and again, but with the new stuff, it wasn't like any, you know, huge integration or any groundbreaking integration. No, they, they talked about it in the Apple TV app, and it's, yeah. it's all features that are there now. Which yes. we have already. Yeah, yeah. exactly. For the big I want Hey Siri on my show. Apple TV is what I really want. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. So you've heard all of us yak enough. It's now time to talk about what you have to say as readers. So let's go through the comments, questions, and hot takes you left for us on both Twitter and the Macworld Facebook page. So first up, we have one talking about Apple TV, Apple TV Plus specifically. This is from Shank the Tank. Hot take. The Apple TV Plus presentation was the most pretentious thing I've seen in the last 12 months. I was laughing the whole time. Clearly not the effect Apple was desperately trying to go for. But good Lord, it's ludicrous. Even for Apple. This is ungodly pretentious. I heard a lot. I heard a lot of people agree. Yeah, I heard a lot of even Apple fans who are used to 
yeah. Apple taking something that exists and talking like they invented it. <laughs> like to do that with like storytelling was a bit much. Yeah. Oh god! And, so much I mean, the 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 cherry was that Oprah thing. Like that oh was like god. it was like uh, uh, like a like a, a stump speech. Like what? Like it was crazy what she was talking and, about. Yeah, and how they introduced her and like my god. Like Oprah's gonna have a, I think two shows, but like these shows are gonna bring the world together yeah. and heal humanity. And it was oh, it was way too much. It was insane. Way <laughs> overboard. And Apple has these billion devices in our pockets, and it's so great. You know what? Like, oh my God. That was the moment I liked because <laughs> everybody talked about these high, these like high concepts, like what it means to tell a story and how important this is. But at, in the middle of doing all that, Oprah kind of broke down and went like, "They're in a billion pockets, y'all," yeah. and that was like the <laughs> the moment of honesty. Yes. Where it, the real reason for all of this is that Apple is they have apps that are default pre-installed. They're the defaults on a billion mm. devices in a billion pockets. That's a lot of reach. That's why you want to do this stuff. Like that was the the real moment of truth, and I thought. Finally, somebody said it. <laughs> like, does it. Doesn't Oprah have a TV network? Like, can't not, she be doing this stuff already? It is not anywhere close to being <laughs> in a billion it's not pockets. Gonna, it's, yeah, but it's not. I mean, a billion is, is you know, active users. And when mm -hmm. I, that's not how many people you're going to reach. No, no, but. Uh, so I mean, you could reach, I guess. Yeah, but, but you can always theoretically reach that, many, that number that's, of people. That, that just absolutely kills being on any, like, U.S. cable network. Yeah. The, the potential reach is so much huger to being in a default app with notifications pushed to people in a billion pockets like that's that could be huge so yeah i could see it i i, I see that that was the moment i liked the rest of it because i was honest and the rest of it was just so like you said so pretentious the thing that gets me about apple tv plus is you know it seems like for the shows they're going to try to go for like you know you know Apple TV, uh, Apple commercials. Yeah. So those are good in like two minute bites and stuff. But it seems Apple wants to be a whole show of these that lasts for thirty minutes or sixty minutes. Even two min thirty seconds is about all I could take of an Apple commercial. <laughs> Some are better than <laughs> Let's others. Let's be realistic here. But that's that. That is the impression I'm getting, and that's you know that is I go with the ungodly pretentious on that. But I love Apple. But let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's not just Apple. If Netflix or Hulu were to do something like this, we would yeah. be laughing. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's oh, not. It's it's, you know, it's almost like Apple doesn't quite get like where its place is in this. I mean, they're they're just another avenue to sell TV shows. Mm -hmm. There's nothing revolutionary about this except that they have a lot of money and they have a lot of cachet, so they can get Steven Spielberg and Oprah and Jennifer Aniston yeah. without really trying to. That's a big flex, flex, man. Having having I'm Steven Spielberg <laughs> launch your service is a, is a big yeah, flex. Oh, yeah, huge, sure, sure, it's, it's money. Yeah, but uh, you know, Netflix has Martin Scorsese. I mean, it's not like other other services don't have big names. Oh, too. I just mean he doesn't come out on stage to launch your service. Like yeah, that's yeah, like okay. a. That was a, sure. you know, that's a very Apple big money thing. That's a big Does it mean the show's going to be good? Right. It does not right. at all. He looked happier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Right. So this one was in reference to my article asking if Apple Arcade, it still feels weird saying that because that was, <laughs> um, will make Apple a major player in gaming. Uh, this is from, on Twitter, Schnizzlefitz, who says, spoiler alert, it won't. Mobile gaming tried and failed to replace dedicated machines. I don't think they're really trying to replace no. dedicated machines. 
already chance. they won though, right? Yes. It's just I, they, I mean it's bigger. Yeah, people don't forget, you know. you know, especially gamers, capital G. Yeah, and, and I, I'm part of that crowd, y'all. Uh, you know, they, you know, but it's really big. I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, Apple itself called itself the largest gaming platform in the world, which comes with some qualifications. Yeah, but it had some justification in saying that. Yeah, yeah I mean, you I, and I, mean, I both worked for gaming publications uh-huh. as game journalists for years. And, yeah, you dismiss mobile gaming at your own peril. Yes. And, you know, and I, I do admit there's some really artistic stuff, like Alto's Odyssey and stuff. And, I, and oh, the Room series is amazing. Sure. Yeah, yes. there's lots yeah. of great stuff. And that's yeah. sort of And, and th- there's also a, a bit of a, of a pretension there where people who are really, no, no offense to anyone mm-hmm. or you guys, uh-huh. but people who are really into console games, they look down on smartphone gaming and that's yeah. what i mean I'm whether it's Apple fortnite or candy crush or whatever it's like they just scoff at it yeah. and you know it's it is a yeah. billion something dollar industry and apple probably is the biggest mobile provider or game platform or whatever they want to call it yeah you know just because they're not quote-unquote triple a titles or or serious games they're still games yes yeah. and often they'll make more money and often they make more money <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's one thing that they leave yeah. out yeah can you name can you name like if I told you name one sort of cultural revolution in gaming in the last five years, is there was there one bigger than Pokemon Go? Yeah, probably no. Not. I mean, I can, not even yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. and true. and what that was mobile only, mobile first, mm-hmm. mobile yeah. only. And then people think of old, going back older. People think of Angry Birds and stuff. Sure, and, yeah. sure, sure, sure. This one goes on to the Apple Card. This is from Lee Woods six fifty. Uh, you know talking about it and he says it's cool the apple card mm-hmm. but the google wallet card had many of the same features it was meant to fill the gap until nfc gained traction you could change the funding via the app before swiping the card although i think the card number was printed on the back though i don't know a lot about this do y'all know yeah i remember that google card it's not really the same thing at all okay i uh, that was the whole idea of that was a piece of plastic and then they did some cool things with the app this is going the opposite direction this right. is really apple pay first it's really mobile first and that card is just kind of a backup for when you can't when you can't apple pay um and it's it, in terms of like features within the app i think it's a little more friendly mm-hmm. uh i think the financial terms might be a little better yeah yeah the 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 google wallet card it was basically like a paypal card mm-hmm. like it took your your virtual money and let you spend it yeah mm-hmm. And it, this is—it's a totally different thing. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. And, uh, it was like a, it was like a gift card essentially. You know, this is not at all like that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's an interesting take on Apple's services and the Apple Card. Uh, so this is from Bank with You, uh, who says, "Yeah, it's like Apple News. It's not available in most countries, which means it's useless." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know if useless, but yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I mean, be there, there is something to be said for that, sure. I mean, Siri's not even available in most countries yet. I mean, Apple does not. It's very, they're very U.S. centric. Yeah. U.S., U.K., and Canada centric. Siri's getting broader. That was one of the a things. A little bit. That brings but. up something that I think was important about the other services, the TV service, mm-hmm. the, the TV Plus service, uh, Apple Arcade, and the new TV app. Mm-hmm. The TV app is currently available in like about 10 countries. Mm-hmm. And part of this big refresh uh, that's coming in May and with the channels and stuff is it's going to be available in 150 countries or something like yeah. that like a lot they're really expanding the reach for those services uh yeah. credit card service it's not so easy <laughs> to yeah. to do that 
But I'm I'm glad that you know that's part of what's going to be big about Apple TV Plus is it's like Hulu's a U.S. thing. Mm-hmm. It's they're going to kill Hulu just by virtue of being in hundreds of countries. Yeah. Uh, Hulu's Hulu is pretty small, yeah. all things considered. Yeah, because yeah. it's a U.S. thing for U.S. essentially newest yeah. network shows. And they really only have one show that people care about. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Hulu. That's <laughs> true. Oh, God. So that about does it for episode 645 of the MacWeb podcast, but I'm sure we'll have lots more to say about Apple services in the coming episode. So I'd like to thank Jason Cross for being with us here in person today. Thank you very much. And I'd also like to thank Mike Simon for joining us on the remote uh, the East Coast. Thank you. And uh, so thanks again for listening, and we look forward to chatting with you all next week. Thank you.